Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. everybody it is jay scott this is the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast i want to thank everybody for your continued support we just had our biggest month or we're finishing up our biggest month in terms of listens and downloads we started off seven months ago with 89 listens in one month and now we're just under 2000 with one week left to go in the month of january so i'm really excited about where things are going obviously i've had a lot of help and I thank all of the people that have come on the show, whether it's a new band for a new music spotlight, whether it's Mr. George Lynch, the guitar legend, and whether it's you, the followers, who have come on the show and provided really good insight and really good conversation about different rock topics. And as always, anyone that wants to come on the show that feels they have something to say, let's do it. Tell me what you want to talk about. And let's get it going. And I know I've approached some other people here after the first of the year about having them come on to have some different voices as well. But one of those voices that has appeared a couple times previous to today is Christy Eagle. We had a great conversation with her about the demise of rock radio a few months back. And back in November or early part of December, whenever the Grammy nominations came out, we did a conversation about the slap in the face that rock and roll is getting from the Grammys, the annual slap in the face. But it doesn't stop there. And that's what we're going to talk about. How are you doing today, Christy? Hi, Jay. Hey, thanks for having me back again. It's a pleasure to be here, and I, I love the show, and I'm really happy to uh, hear that your podcast is growing. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm really excited about that and, and always appreciate the feedback from everybody and the support. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad everyone's enjoying the conversation. And it's kind of funny. You can tell, as I mentioned in the first, you know, introduction episode, how we're going to keep evolving. And you listen to those early episodes with the edits. And, and I edit everything myself. Um, so you can see the rough edits in the first few episodes. They've gotten a lot better, I think. Um, I'm still getting better at that stuff. But it's always nice to hear some uh, growth in terms of not just the conversation, but, you know, myself getting better at working the, the mix board and, and editing out, you know, or editing the episodes and, and whatnot. So that's always exciting. And, and just be fair and honest, editing is a big giant pain in the ass. And I credit all those people <laughs> yeah, who do that for a living because, oh my, that is, oh, that's like watching paint dry. So, 
it is not exciting at all. Because you can always you can always do more, right? At yes. a certain point, you just go, wait, wait, I've got to stop. I can't keep going. I have to walk yeah. away from it and call yes. it a day. Yes. So it's, it's uh, it, you know, it just keeps growing, and hopefully it continues to. I know I've got some great ideas and some great guests coming down the road here that I'm working on. And, um, of course, I'll always do the New Music Spotlight, which I really enjoy showcasing new bands. And we've had some awesome bands spotlighted over the last few months, or even since the beginning, since we did with Lachinga and Carl Spackler. I really feel like the roster of artists that we've had on those shows have been really strong. And whether they're bands that have been around for a bit that no one's really noticed, like the Cold Stairs or the Brought Low mm-hmm. or even Lachinga or newer artists like, you know, Of Limbo, who we just had on this past week or Goodbye June or Dirty Honey, Joyous Wolf, all those bands. So give a listen to all those. Again, new rock and roll is here. And that kind of ties into what we're going to talk about today is rock and roll slowly riding off into the sunset and based on a lot of things that have happened over the last six months it is i hate to be the bearer of of bad news it is unless we change it as unless we fans do something different because over the next 10 years rock and roll is changing drastically because the heavyweights are getting older and mm-hmm. they're slowly dying off. Neil Peart, mm-hmm. obviously, earlier this month, the mm-hmm. sad and tragic news of that. Yeah, And, Definitely. you know, we have just the, the natural, you know, human nature, the, the evolution of life. They get old. They're getting older. They're getting in their 70s and 80s. Right. These rock stars led a very chaotic life full of excess, full of addictions that takes a toll on your body unless you're Keith Richards or Ozzy Osbourne. And, 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 and there was news about Ozzy with Parkinson's. And yeah, so here, yeah, so here we are. Um, huh? You know, we, we are filming the night of the Grammys, so this will air the next uh-huh. day. And we had a conversation a little over a month ago about the Grammys and the nominees uh-huh. and the relevancy of rock and roll. And every nominee in the rock performance category outside of Rival Sons, which I've talked about extensively on these shows, is not rock and roll. Right. And right. if you're listening to what the Grammys are telling you, what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is telling you, they are trying to redefine what rock and roll is to people. Rap, right. Rap is the new rock and roll. Billy Ellish mm-hmm. is the new rock and roll. Bullshit. You can't give someone right. a Coke and say it's Pepsi. You can't give someone a chicken sandwich and call it a burger. You can't say you're flying to Arizona, but you're it's the new California. You can't. I mean, you can do yeah. that, but it's BS. It's it it and they're, exactly. and they're telling you that because they don't want rock and roll anymore because the fan is not supporting new rock music and it's dying. Right. So again, follow the money, right? So I was you know, since we last spoke, a huge controversy has um broken out at the Grammys at the um, recording academy and their new CEO was um Step down. She was put on administrative leave, 
and she wrote a scathing um, report and turned it into the EEOC uh, with a lot of different complaints, harassment, sexual harassment, allegations. Um, but the one that she really, this got everybody up in an uproar, like on the day of the Grammys, is that she basically um, is claiming that the entire voting process is a sham and that it's controlled by the board and that the board has a lot of sweetheart deals with people and that's why um, certain people are selected over other people to be nominated. She says the Grammy nominations are shaped by a number of committees for the majority categories and some genre-specific ones whose compositions remain secret. Uh, they effectively have override power and can cherry-pick nominees. It is, in essence, a cabal. Dugan, that's her name, Miss Dugan, alleges, a system that can be scanned by people with the right connections. According, um, the Recording Academy only recently made an aggressive push to invite younger artists to become Grammy voters. So what she's saying um, is that uh, there's a lot of um, money and a lot of really well-connected people on the board. And what they do is they cherry-pick who they want to be nominated and who they want to perform on the show, on the show itself. And that means the people that are at the bottom of the nomination can be bumped up to the top. The people who came in at the top are pushed off completely. So that's what she's claiming. And when we went through, we went through the nomination today. I mean, you and I were kind of mystified, at, like some of these selections. We're like, "What? Who's doing this? How is this even possible? This is not even rock and roll, right?" So, you know, it seems to me like maybe there's a combination of this and a combination of people not really um, listening and buying and purchasing rock and roll is one of the contributing factors to why we're in the state that we are right now. I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. And I think the two biggest things are what you just mentioned, where follow the money. You know, if you have a recording mm-hmm. artist or a record label that has a lot of money behind them, hey, uh-huh. you know, we'll put some money in your pocket, get him or get this artist or get her into these nominations mm-hmm. for this music. And it was kind of like what mm-hmm. happened with MTV back in the day. MTV relied a yeah. lot on rock and roll, on rock music in the early part mm-hmm. of their success. And then they started demanding money. Like if you want your artists in rotation mm-hmm. in, the, in the prime mm-hmm. time, give us some money. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with radio. Yeah, right. pay to play. <laughs> pay to play, pay to play. And, it, and, and what it's doing basically is it's suppressing rock music. Okay, because there's not a lot of money behind rock music right now. There just isn't. And the reason is, is because people are not listening. Okay, so so what they're trying to do is relabel what rock and roll is. Rap is the new rock and roll. Beyonce Beyonce Mm -hmm. was nominated two or three years ago for a rock performance. Nothing about Beyonce is rock music. (laughs) All right. So, again, I mean, it's a little fishy when you see a lot of these things happen with the Grammys. The Rock Awards mm-hmm. are not even on television anymore. No. They're not even. No. They, they, they come up on a screen as it fades to commercial, and, and, mm-hmm. and they announce, you know, and awards given to today. Those That's where mm-hmm. the Rock 
is. They're they're like it's rock is like in the basement of like the building, and it's not even looked upon or, or, or thought upon as being relevant yeah. anymore. They're telling you, "F you, rock and roll. We don't care." Okay, it, it, it's it's right there. They're telling you, "Screw it. We don't even want to. We don't even want you anymore." We don't even. Well, want I don't you. believe. Yeah, I don't think they're playing any rock bands in in prime time. Like certainly no heavy metal bands ever going to play in rock. You know, prime time. They're not even playing on the show. Right? right. There's like, right. is there any rock? No. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I was gonna, I was gonna call up my rock and roll station. You know, KLOS ninety five point five and request, um, you know, Bon Iver the new the new rock. Uh, album from Bon Iver, which is nominated for rock album. Uh, yeah, but they said they don't have Bon Iver in their rotation because it's not rock. So, you know, or maybe they played at midnight. Um, you know, I was thinking maybe they were going to have a slot and play because they're like, really, if you're going to call rock, you know, Doug, Bon Iver, what they make rock and roll, it's very safe, you know. I kind of put that in the category with when we've talked about Cage Elephant, Young the Giant, Head and the Heart, Mumford and Sons, Lumineers, Fun, Vance Joy, all that kind of kind of jangly rock music, devoid of any kind of like real rhythm and blues or any pretty rock or any any solos. It's like very safe kind of music. That's not even making it to the show, you know? And I like all those bands. You know, all those bands yeah, that you mentioned. Yeah, I, you know, I yeah. have them all in my, I do too. And, you know, whether, it, you know, I don't know if it's Bon Iver or Bon Iver or whatever, but I, I enjoy oh, his music. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoy their music. Cage Elephant, I've listened to. I enjoy their stuff. Uh-huh. Mumford and Sons, I enjoy their stuff. Yeah. But it's Me not too. rock music. Rock. It's not. Exactly. It's not. So they could do a subcategory, again, Grammy. You know, I, well, they're a mess right now. The Grammy, the Academy uh, of Recording Arts, and so anyway, they're just a mess apparently. But uh, subdivisions, right? Like you know, rock, best hard rock album. They have that. They have best metal. How about best alternative? That would just like solve a lot of problems. Yeah, or recategorize it, like you mentioned with R and B when we talked offline. Yeah. You know, best rock album blues-based music, best rock album, progressive, you know, best rock album, you you know, stuff like that. I think that would make complete sense. And you don't have to have all those awards on TV. You know, let's face it, the the, the progressive rock album, although the progressive rock fans are very loyal and they love their music, you know, that's probably not going to make it to TV. But the best rock performance should, and it's not. And... You know, we saw the same thing with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame selections a couple weeks ago. You know, uh-huh. Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G., and Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, when she was around, never was considered rock music. I know. Notorious B.I.G. is was never considered uh-huh. rock music. No. And the and the fan vote, which goes along with what you said about the Grammys with their rigging the, you know, the the voting, the fan vote, I think who was number one? Pat Benatar? Yeah. She wasn't even selected. So I what know. does it matter? What does it matter if, if, if the fan vote? It doesn't matter. It's who's paying the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to get their artist on a different platform, more exposure, so they can sell merchandise and they can sell 
music. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Oh, man. Oh, well, you know, again, I was going to call it my rock station. <laughs> and request some really nice hard rock from Whitney. I was thinking maybe, you know, <laughs> I will always love you. Yeah. Can I you did. put that in between CC and R? The, 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 greatest, <laughs> the greatest love of all is one of the great <laughs> rock songs behind Stairway to Heaven and oh, Dark God. Side of the Moon of all time. <laughs> It is, and and, and, and they're trying to down world, and and they're trying to, and and they don't even blink a blink an eye when I know. when people I know. push back. They're like they have the no. spirit of rock and roll. Well, yeah, the spirit. Yeah. Well, fuck me. Michael Jordan <laughs> had the spirit to play football, but he didn't. He's not in the football <laughs> hall of fame. Okay. No, he's not. You know, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, who who we who we lost today. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Very tragic peace, news. Kobe. Oh Tra- my god. Tragic news. He had the spirit, you know, of a, of a baseball player, but he's not in the he's not in Cooperstown. I don't understand who de- who determines what the spirit of rock and roll is. Okay. Secret cabals with lots of connections and money and personal investments tied to other people being successful despite the genre, I think, you that, know. Re- um, repeat that statement. Quite honestly. Re- re- repeat that statement because that is what exactly it is. The secret cabals with, you know, personal interest in seeing one artist be financially successful over another. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, online, right? I mean, that's what it is. All of these people vote in secret. I mean, um, I the only thing I can think of for Whitney, you know, Whitney Houston is an immensely talented vocalist. I never, I love, you know. God, are you kidding, Whitney? Oh, but, beautiful voice, absolutely. Know, oh yeah, I, there's no denying her talent. I posted something to the effect of, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a farce. Not because the people who receive nominations lack talent. Simply the people who receive the nominations are not rock and roll, with a few exceptions. You know, the majority of them just don't fall into that category. So, um, like, why don't you rename it the Musicians Hall of Fame? Perfect. Um, or the Music Hall of Fame. Our Music Hall of Fame. Call it music what it hall is. Of fame. You know, I mean. Right, exactly. And let rock and roll have their own thing. Let, let rock and there roll do go. their own thing. Have, call it the Music Hall of Fame. Stop trying to jam us with telling, mm-hmm. with, with what is what they consider rock and roll. It is not. Rock and roll is guitar-based music. Influenced by mm-hmm. the blues, okay, and whether it's gone off into tangents like progressive music that may not sound anything like the blues or Buddy Holly, the base of right? it all comes from the blues, the Delta Blues, exactly. Robert Johnson, uh, Elmore James, all those, all those great artists from the early twenties, right. early thirties. That was where rock and roll came from okay exactly it is and when you tell us that something that is not like that guitar based you know blues based or elements of that is you know is is rock and roll and you tell me rap there's no one playing any music no one's playing any instruments on a rap record i know it's all samples it's all samples i know i had an interview I i don't know if you caught the tuck smith interview with me 
uh, a couple weeks ago. He's going to be opening up Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts are going to be opening up the stadium tour with Def Leppard and Motley Crue. And we were talking about, because he, he was in a band called Biters, which was a tremendous band. I, one of my favorite unknown bands that was never able to make it and capitalize on great music and great songwriting. So we were talking about him pitching this record, these demos that he had for the new record that just came out. And everybody liked it, but they wanted them to put rap beats in the music. Rap beats. and I mean... What is going on? What is going it's like, on? It's yeah. It's you know, and, and, I, mean, and I mean, even Drake last year at the the award ceremony at Grammys got up there and said, "Hey, you know, um, this is this is I'm taking this award for the song, but it's really not rap." You know, was the one about the cell phone? I can't remember. Hot bling. Uh, anyway, I'm forgetting my Drake. He got up there, and even he said, hey, this is my song, and I'm proud of it, but it's not really rap. So <laughs> I'm like, well, if you've got, like, Drake on camera accepting awards for a song in a category that he says, this is not really rap, I'm like, okay. I'm like, how much clearer do people have to be? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, there's a song on the new... Um Rival Sons record called Shooting Star, I want to say. Oh, it's a great song, yeah. And, and it's and it's very gospel oriented. How come that's not nominated yeah. for a gospel song? I, I mean, you know, because it's not gospel. Because guess what? This yeah, it's not gospel. It's rock and roll. You know, how come How come when an artist, how come like, is Pearl Jam, their new album, the new song they released, which is much oh. more kind of very R&B flavor to it, you know? Very. Is that going to be nominated for best R&B song next year? No, it won't. I'll tell you right now, not, it's not going to get nominated for an R&B because it's not R&B. It's Pearl Jam. Yeah, it's rock and exactly. roll. So when you tell exactly. me Notorious B.I.G. has the spirit of rock and roll, fuck you. It doesn't. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Oh, I'm God. like, it's ridiculous. I agree. And I think that, you know, talking about that new Pearl Jam song, I really like it. And I liked it right, right away. It has a very talking head, uh, kind of throwback feel. And I always like the talking heads. And it's, I think, really different for yes. Pearl Jam. And I think a lot of their fans are freaking out. And especially after they bought tickets, spent like a month organizing their life to buy tickets to the tour. And they're like paranoid that the whole album isn't going to sound like this. I actually think it's great. I actually think it's like really taking a risk. It's really different. It's, uh, it, they don't rap in the middle of it. You know, I'm so glad that, you know, they don't have to do that and kowtow to what the industry wants. You know, I'm glad that they're established and can do crazy things. Um, but you know, I, maybe I wouldn't be surprised if they had rap in the middle of one of their songs now, you know? But that's, you know, we talked about this earlier, uh, or we talked about this last week. I had Doug Smith from Vancouver Island, yeah. one of my followers, on. And we were talking about how rock fans are conservative in that they don't like change from their favorite artists. Yeah. And even in the interview with, I did with George Lynch, we touched on that in the, in the beginning about yeah. how he does these different projects because it allows him to do different things that maybe a fan that fans of Lynch mob or George Lynch won't allow him to do. So he kind of goes right. off and does these things, but 
the rock band wants their favorite artist in a box. They don't want them outside oh, that yeah. box. They want them, uh-huh. you know, you hear it all the time with like, you know, let's use an example with Metallica. Oh, they never did anything better after and justice for all. Well, right. because they, they essentially stopped, be, stopped being a thrash band. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, it, it, and they had to evolve. Every member of that band says that Metallica would have broken up if they did not evolve it as artists because it wasn't connecting with them anymore. They had to do something different. They still, exactly. but they still maintain the Metallica sound. You knew it was, you knew it was Metallica, but it was just a little sharper, had a little bit more hooks in it. And they evolved mm-hmm. as artists. We evolve as people. We're constantly changing. We're not the same people we were two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And neither are the artists that you listen to. These artists like Metallica start out in their teens, in their late teens, making right. demos, early 20s. Oh my God. They're in their 50s now. You can't expect no. them to make the same record they did in their 20s. You can't. It's, it's, it's impossible for a person to do that. <laughs> And uh, I know it's, you know, but when you mentioned the Pearl Jam thing, they're all freaking out, you know, take it as a separate record Un, you yeah. know, unrelated to the one previous to it, unrelated to the second album previous, right. unrelated to all the material. Just listen to what it is and enjoy right. it. And if you like it, you like it. Don't say, well, it doesn't sound like black or it doesn't sound like, you know, uh, was it uh, Vitology? And yeah. it's not going, you know, it's not, doesn't sound like this record. Just accept it for what it is, so thought. you know, and I don't know. I don't know. I know. Somebody told me if you want to hear uh, a band make the same album for 20 years, you should listen to ACDC. And you're right. AC, you know, ACDC is that band. ACDC is that band, but it kicks ass and we all like people it. People still love them. And people still love them. That is, and, and, and that's why they win every goddamn poll that I run on Twitter. I know, is because I know. they have stayed the same, you know, since was it uh, High Voltage or Dirty Deeds album? Yeah, all the way Dirty now, Deeds you know, until their yeah, yeah, until their last album. But there's a thing I think on YouTube that you can listen to how every ACDC song ends, and yeah. every song pretty much ends the same way. It's it's absolutely incredible. That's pretty funny. Well, you know, I was talking to, you know, because I'm out and about a lot of different various events and seeing live music all the time. And I was seeing a a young cover band, but they do some originals. And it's a female uh, guitar player, the Strawberry Blondie out of Orange County. And um, they're really terrific and they're really good. And I was talking with an older cat, probably in his mid-60s. And he's in the music business for a long time. He's been a roadie and a tech, and he plays harmonica, so he's been around, been worldwide tours, etc. And so I asked him, I said, well, so what kind of new music are you listening to? What are you listening to? And he just turned around to me, he goes, I don't need no new music. He goes, I have all my albums, I got all my favorite bands, I'm going to listen to them until I die, and that's it. And that's essentially the rock fan, you know. That's the uh, that's the class. That's the classic rock fan. The majority of them, you know, do not want new music. They they've completely turned their back on rock and roll. But they're also yeah. the same ones that want to complain when you know there's no rock acts at the Super Bowl. The right. Hall of Fame nom- or nominees are right. a joke. The Grammy nominees are a joke. They're always the first ones to yell at the top of their lungs when rock yeah. and roll gets the shaft. 
but they don't do anything to help the cause. Nothing. Because when you Nothing. when you say, hey, you know, are you listening to new music? New rock music sucks. Well, you're part of oh, the, yeah. you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. And oh, yeah, I got in a yeah, I got in a Twitter war with this guy. He just like you are you you know what did he accuse me of? Um, there's no new good rock and roll. What are you talking about? And so I just went crazy and like added him like you know Marissa the Moss, Dirty Honey, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know like ten people off the top of my head without even having to blink that are awesome. He's like all oh, that shit sucks. You didn't listen. You didn't listen. You didn't listen right, to it. Right, alrighty. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're in, they're in their little, their little silo, right? And it, they're going to keep that window closed on the silo, and they're going to sit there and listen to their same two thousand albums or whatever they have for the rest of their lives till they die. Which brings us to the point which I listened. <laughs> I don't know if you heard or watched Jonesy's jukebox. Um, I went halfway through with with Doug McKeegan. Yes, yes. Yeah, and at the, at, at the very end, with like like ten minutes left, they started talking about rock and roll and, and the current state oh. of it. And it's really interesting. It, you know, I wish they would have dived a little deeper into it. Maybe they had some time constraints, but I wish because Duff's a very smart guy, and you know he he's written a couple oh, books. Yeah. He's very well well read and well spoken. And oh, yeah. you know Steve Jones is obviously mm-hmm. you know the punk rock mm-hmm. legend. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what was discussed during that brief conversation was exactly the things that you and I have talked about, Mike and I have talked about, other people who have appeared on the show have talked about, is over the next 10 years, the classic rock fan is going to be very disappointed because a lot of these bands are, going, are on their last leg and are going to be retiring. Yep. And there's going to be nothing there's going to be nothing because they made a conscious decision to stop listening. And I'm not just talking mm-hmm. about the new bands that have come out. Like you said, Joyous Wolf, Dirty Honey, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, all the people that have appeared on the new music spotlight and the ones that haven't, you know, that I haven't had yet or, or, or how we, how they want to tear down Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> it's just, so, so, so there's a new rock music that is suffering because classic rock fans are not listening and it's not connecting with the youth of America. Those are, those are the, probably the, those are the two biggest factors, right? We could talk about infrastructure. We can always talk about what's causing these problems to exist. But the fact remains is young people aren't listening and the classic rock fan is not listening. So on both ends, it's not Mm -hmm. relevant. So they brought up that point that, you know, a lot of these bands are dying off a lot of these artists are not going to be around by the time 2030 rolls around and what are the bands where's rock music going to be if you think rock music is in a bad position right now Mm -hmm. when all the heavyweights are gone okay where is it going to be where i mean the i mean the classic rock bands let me let me try to word this correctly and phrase this correctly. The classic rock bands are what is essentially keeping rock music somewhat alive. What you know, mm-hmm. because of the big summer tours, basically. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean that's what's keeping rock fans satisfied at the moment. There's this right, undercurrent- that in festivals. 
Right. Yeah. In festivals. And there's these under there's this undercurrent of great new rock music that right. is incredible. And you know, Temperance Movement, which just saw their lead singer yeah. leave the band, Phil Campbell, this past week. And I'm a huge Temperance Movement fan. And I was lucky enough to see them live over the summer with Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. They did a tour. Uh, nice. They did a small tour in the U.S. Their music is amazing. And the singer, Phil Campbell, is amazing. He's got a Rod Stewart, Joe Cocker kind of vibe to him with this mm-hmm. raspy, emotional voice, um, similar to like a Rod Stewart. And one has to wonder if, you know, bands like Temperance Movement that would have been huge in any other era or decade, okay, that when the guy goes and tours every, off of every album every other year and still finds himself in the same situation that he was, that has to wear on these artists. That has to, that has to, that has to be frustrating. We, you know, we're, I know we mentioned the Grammys and we mentioned... Rival Sons. Rival Sons has been around for 10 years. Yeah, ma. And they're finally, finally, yeah. like, wow, with this band Rival Sons. I never, I never heard of them. They've been, they, this is their, this is their sixth album. I and they're finally, finally getting some recognition yeah. and some exposure. You know, the right. Grammy nomination, they did some, this Black Sabbath tribute. You know, they're, they're playing at bigger halls now. Uh, than, than, than they were they're huge in the Europe and the UK but here's yeah. the thing like are you going to wait 10 years from now to see the joyous wolves the dirty honeys right. all these new bands coming up and going oh this band joyous wolf they're really good this dirty honey band they're really good why 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 yeah. are you going to do that why don't you start listening now you know exactly um, I mean if they don't they're not going to have an economic road forward you know, I not. mean, it, uh, other than they're just going to rely on, you know, fan clubs and, and touring, you know, I mean, I know a lot of bands are doing that now and it's, you know, sustaining them. But if you don't have some success along the way, you just, you, it's, uh, you financially can't do it. You know, you can't make the records, you can't tour, you can't, it's, you know, $4,000, $5,000 to, to print a run of t-shirts. Now, even simple t-shirts, you need some capital to do that. You know, you need, you need instruments, you need guitar strings, you need a van, you need, you know, some kind of a manager, somebody to help you with your social media. I mean, it costs real money to do that. You know, unless you're moving units, unless you're selling tickets, unless you're selling merch, you know, you're not going to make it no matter how awesome you are. Basically, because you know, it seems to me like you know, the 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 gig is fixed. You know, yeah, and I think it, I think there's some truth to that. So when you have a genre like rock and roll making or having new music that is resonating with people like you and me and others, and it's just not going anywhere. It's not. You know, it's not having any commercial success. And then you read the article about the Grammys and how they're rigging the nominee selection. And if you've got money behind you, you're assured a spot or assured a performance. I mean, you know, that's frustrating. And that's it's it's like it's a rigged game. But on the other side of the coin, rock fans 
are not doing anything to put forth an argument. You know, like like huh, like, yeah. like like this is this is a very this 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 shows a lot. It exposes a lot with the Grammy process, and more than likely, it's pretty close to the same process for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I'm just go. I, I'm gonna go on on a limb, Christy, and just say, eh, it's probably similar. You know, so <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but I'm not. And you know, so so I'm just saying that you know, so the, both of these processes in the last two weeks have really been exposed. I mean, when when the Rock and yeah. Hall of Fame, just to go back and, and and just reiterate what we were talking about, comes out with Whitney Houston and Notorious B.I.G as rock and roll oh, yeah. hall of fame selections and then basically tells you they have the spirit of rock and roll well how about the right. acts how about the acts that are rock and roll <laughs> that have the spirit and are rock and roll <laughs> that are not in you the know? hall of fame yet i don't know so but 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 and then to tie it back in with the grammys now with this you know when, when you see the rock nominations you know britney howard and you know the ones we uh-huh. talked about that are not rock and roll i mean uh-huh. So, so, so they're basically suppressing rock and roll. They're telling you what you should think of rock and roll and what is rock and roll now. And yeah. the rock band is just sitting there going, screw that. I want my what? classic rock bands. Yeah. But the key to keeping rock and roll alive is you, know, you could listen to those classic rock bands, but you got to listen to the newer stuff too, because that's, yeah. what's, that's, that's exactly. what's going to keep it alive. Okay. Exactly. Well, I think um, when we talked about the Grammy, uh, I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think, I believe I said Whitney's going to get in before Pat Benatar because they wanted uh, her merchandise. Um, because, you know, they want her memorabilia. And, and Whitney's fans are going to flock from all over the world, you know, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's going to be the Whitney Houston Mecca. And, I mean, they're just, I mean, probably from the second she was eligible, they've been counting on that you know it's just an incredible revenue stream that's headed their way right it's yeah so it's a revenue stream for the hall because like you said uh all these people are going to come over for you know from all over the world buy the merchandise buy the t-shirt buy the memorabilia and it's also for the whitney houston camp okay because every time someone gets nominated for the rock and roll hall Every time someone gets a Grammy nomination, they themselves see a spike in record sales, in in Spotify sales or downloads or whatever. So both sides need each other. That is the truth. You know, I, I went to NAM actually, and um, slightly restored some of my faith, but I went to the Chi Rocks Awards, from the Women in um, Yes International Music, and um, they gave. Uh, basically a lifetime achievement award to Susie Quattro, you know, and we found the Susie Quattro from her band back in the day, which I forget the name. Um, she um, is going to be 70. And I did not know this. She sold over 55 million records worldwide. She has a very healthy, successful career everywhere but America. Right. And for, you know, her to have to get an award from an alternative music group, right, rather than the Hall of Fame or any uh, awards from the Grammys is just kind of a shame because she really was rock and roll early. Back in the day when there was no women in rock, no girl band, nothing, she, like, blazed the trail for a lot of people like Pat Benatar. 
so not only do they pass Susie Quattro up, then we get to Pat Benatar, who really should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, in my opinion, um, gets passed up again. So it's like, wow, okay, great. What is that? What is that message out to you know young girls who are picking up their guitars for the first time when they're you know nine ten years old and they're like, hey, I want to be in a rock band, right? What's the future for that? You know, <laughs> they did give um, Lizzie Hale uh, an award as well. She played. Um, so did Susie. They were both great, you know, and well deserved because they really do blaze trails, you know. But have they either one received any kind of widespread um, accolades or anything? Not really. It's a shame. You know, it's, it's just you yeah. know you, you you just. I think what this article does, and there was some other explosive allegations in there too. I think she also mentioned yeah. that a producer raped a very yeah. famous you know pop star, which um, uh-huh. the, you know obviously the yeah. you know, the 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 pop star artist has not been named and, and will probably only be named if they're willing to come forward. But, right. but what they're saying about the nomination process, we all kind of felt it was like that though. Right. I mean, we always kind mm-hmm. of felt that it was kind of BS. I mean, when Jethro Tall wins best yeah. Yeah. heavy metal award yeah. instead of Metallica, like, you know, and you're like, where the hell did that come from? What? You know, Jeth- Jethro Tall has flutes yeah. in their music. Um, <laughs> it just makes you wonder that, uh, you know, this has not come out before. You know, when you say to yourself, God, these are so wrong. You know, I'm looking at it as a person who has loved music and especially rock and roll my whole life. And I look at these and I go, wow, am I completely insane? Or is there some kind of shenanigans going on with this? Is this, is there a corrupt system? Is, are these rigged? And I know people have said for a long time that they are, and, you know, it looks like there's going to be, you know, some investigations going on after this. So we maybe hopefully get to the bottom of it. I don't know. You know, maybe it's the end of the Grammy. Maybe it just puts all of this to bed, and, and maybe, you know, the whole idea of an award show is a bad idea anyway. I don't know. You know? I mean, it doesn't seem like they ever did it right, in my opinion. Well, my my question would be, who's running those investigations? Who's overseeing those investigations? Right? It, are these are these investigators <laughs> selected by the committees? Because then it's a then it's a complete it's a complete sham yeah. on, bo- on both ends. Yeah. So that's right. you know that that is it's interesting. You know, and how are these how are yeah. the acts that you know play and perform? How are they selected? You know, who's I mean. Is is money a big well, part of this? I mean, it has to be, right? I mean, we're fools to, to well, not believe. She's alleging, she's alleging that people that had money, like on one performer over another, those performers suddenly got nominated, and oh, by the way, they're also playing the show. So that it seemed to be like that, you know. And I, I mean, if if you look at it from an outsider, it looks kind of rigged. It doesn't look really like it doesn't resonate with me as a fan you know i mean this, i mean this they, is not they just... had a few bands right you know but they did but for the most part they missed the mark almost on everything you know so this is a grammy yeah. issue this is a rock and roll hall of fame issue but 
it, it, yeah. what it basically says it's it's a music industry issue and the music yeah. industry let's face it you know the grammys are an extension of the music industry the rock and roll hall of fame right. is an extension of the music industry so right. who has the power here i mean there was a comment on my right. twitter feed or i saw something on social media over the past week and a half that basically stated when file sharing became a big deal with the whole Napster mm-hmm. thing, artists were afraid of not making the money because people were stealing their music. Well, right. the record industry, the music industry fixed it, right? They, 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 <laughs> they got all these streaming services to come on board. They have reoccurring revenue every month that you pay, and the artist still isn't making the money they deserve. So, know. you know, still getting ripped off. I know. I mean, it's like, you Dad. know, and, 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 and the artist bought into that whole legal thing back when the whole Napster issue was happening. We did a great episode with Chris Bishop from 360 Sound about mm-hmm. that, about Napster and Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Right. And look what it is now. I mean, the, the heavyweights, the big names make all the money in streaming. Yep. The new oh. artists don't. Yep. And rival sons, Scott Holiday and Jay Buchanan, both had some interesting things to say over the past week about the music industry. Right. About how there's a lot of platforms. And in a way, that's good. Because if you're a new artist and you're trying to get people to listen to, there's so many different outlets, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music all the streaming services, Pandora. And that's great. That's great for, for an artist who's like, wow, I can I can record a song with a home studio right. and just get it out to the people and post it on YouTube. People can listen to it. However, as great as that is, it also causes a problem, and it's something that I firmly believe in too. I think there's too many platforms. There's too, oh, many, yeah. wi- there's too many avenues to access music that – it's hard for the listener, the rock fan, to not be overwhelmed. Not- yeah, I think Jay Buchanan said that it's hard to navigate, and I use that all the time. It's like, you know, it's like where you can access anything, right? But you need to explore and discover, and there's like real no mechanism for navigating. Like, you know, even on Bandcamp, um, you know, they have genres, but they're not always accurate. And it's like, who's watching those genres over there? And, and you know, there's just no, uh, you know, there's no, like, can't go to, like, a, a, cat, a card catalog and, like, look up stuff you want. You just kind of stumble on the things, you know? And that's not really healthy for young bands trying to build an audience. Right. And they're not going to make any money on streaming. I mean, the artists get paid hardly anything for streaming, like 0.03 cents per song or something like that. It's uh, ridiculously yeah, if, yeah. low. If it's that. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. yeah, if it's that, it's like, or just virtually nothing. So, you know, that's not financially viable for them. It's... Um, so, I, you know... I, I think back of the new bands that I'm listening to, and 90% of them I stumbled on accident, accidentally. And I tell yeah. and I tell them, you know, when I interview them for the New Music Spotlight, you know, whether it's, you know, Carl from Lachinga or 
Right. Uh, you know, the guys from Joyous Wolf or Dirty Honey. It's like I'm. I'll be listening to something. I'll, I'll click on something on on YouTube, and the next yep. song will come up. Will be another band, another different band. I'm like, oh wow, this sounds really good too. Or if you're on Spotify or any streaming service, yeah. they all have that. You know, if you like this band, you may like this. Or other people who enjoy this band are also right. interested in these bands. So you kind of like stumble upon it. But there's yeah. no, I mean, we, t- we uh, the first episode you did with me was the demise of rock radio. And, right. you know, that is, again, has to do with the infrastructure, but that was the place to go when right. when a rock musician or a rock band or an artist wanted to put out something new. They, they, they sent it out to stations across the country and rock radio stations were allowed to play what they wanted to play. Yeah, and they played it, and they played it. In, in certain markets, the bands were bigger than others, right? You know, like yeah. like Rush would resonate in Cleveland and Detroit, maybe not so much in Phoenix. You know what I mean? Um, right, right. You know, so Miami. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was that, and then of course, as we talked, you know, in that conversation, MTV was kind of the leader of the pack in the eighties, where yeah, you know, bands would go gone. right to MTV, and then the radio stations would see how popular a song was. And then they would, yeah. they would put it in well, their rotation. It's so I found one thing that I like on Amazon. And it is uh, I have Amazon as my streaming service, and I just I really like it. They, I easily have access to everything I want to hear, whether it's new or whether it's all that new um, music coming out of the UK. They've got a lot of it. I'm like really happy. I use that um, too. But they have a new. I use that. Yeah, I, I use Amazon have, as well. I like it. I, I think it's the best. And um, I have the paid service, so it's, it's really awesome, yeah. unlimited. I listen to the new music playlist. They put it out like once a month, and it's pretty good, and I like it. And I do discover new bands off it, which is cool. Um, but I was, so I went today to go listen to the new music, but they have the Grammy uh, playlist up. And I, I just want to tell you that you had to get to the ninth position to get a rock song, and that was by Bones UK. Uh, and then followed by um, Gary Clark Jr. with This Land, and then you had to go all the way down to 32 to get into any of the rock uh, nominations for this year. So, and there were no battle on the playlist at all. So um, that was, pretty much tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> well, wasn't it also, did, did you send me the article via email in regards to the Billboard Top 10 or billboard top rock acts over the past decade oh i might have <laughs> and it was imagine dragons panic at the oh, disco yeah. oh my god oh my god oh my god and i'm like and, and, and I, I remember i remember reading the article that you sent me and i'm like well i didn't think any of these are rock bands maybe maybe they've changed and maybe i just haven't listened to them so i put on some imagine dragons i put on some Panic at the Disco. I forget some of the other bands that were listed, and I'm like, "That was it." Oh, Twenty One Pilots. Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, Twenty One Pilots. Twenty One Pilots. They're not rock <laughs> bands. They're not rock I bands. Know. <laughs> I know. And <sighs> yeah, which is, I'm like, I'm living in a different world. I was like, you know, I imagine Dragons. They have a couple songs that I think were that were fun, and they were summer music, and. 21 Pilots had that one track it was from Suicide Squad that I thought was kind of fun and um, 
strength to just go. That's one of my niece's favorite song, uh, bands. I'm not going to say anything bad about them. I mean, they're all right, you know. But what am I? Am I going to call up my rock station and request those songs, those bands? No. They're not, not. When I say they're not rock and roll, <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad. Okay, so right, I don't want exactly, I, I don't want Imagine yeah. Dragons or Twenty One Pilots or Panic at the Disco fans <laughs> to start trolling me on social media. They're they're great at what they do. They're just not yeah. rock. They're not hard rock. Right. They're not they're not rock music. It's it's pop. It's punk. It's it's pop. either it's either you know pop punk or pop music. Imagine Dragons is not rock and roll. It's not. Mm-hmm. Twenty One Pilots is not it's rock and feel. roll. I would say they're more that alternative the than anything. Feel. Yeah, the alternative, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, so the steel was in there, and, and, and I like the steel, actually, but I just never really, they're, they're not on my rock playlist, you know? No, I guess the biggest act that I expected to see in there was Foo Fighters, and they weren't yeah. They weren't in there either, and I was, no. I was surprised by that. I know. I, I don't get it. I, I'm, like, totally mystified by this whole thing. If anybody's got any answers out there, you know, if you have a way to navigate new rock, music uh you know on the internet that would be awesome um but dan i want to i want to leave you with some encouraging news okay (laughs) um besides getting the nam flu which is terrible um i had a great time at nam and every time i go i i find it really encouraging because the one thing i do is i always go and test new guitars I was testing pedals, and I was really having a fun time this year. I wasn't really working or doing anything serious. I was just kind of putting around, having a good time as a participant, right? And um, so I went to all the major guitar manufacturers. I went to Fender. Fender is always packed, obviously. And they, um, they're a well-beloved guitar manufacturer, and, of course, there's always, you know, a, a ton of the old cats in there, you know, doing their thing. But what's encouraging is to see, I saw so many young people this year, like under 25, and a lot of girls, and just a lot of different people, a lot of diversity. Um, and it was really encouraging, and they're practicing, and they're playing, and they're testing guitars. And it was the same at Gibson, and it was the same at Taylor. Taylor is a very big, you know, acoustic guitar manufacturer. I think they just put out an acoustic electric, which is awesome. Everybody's playing it. But um, packed with young people everywhere I went. There was 125,000 people over four days, and everywhere I went, it was just so crowded. There were young drummer showcases. There were young people playing. There's a a band called Urban Escape, um, really good. And there's this young guy, I forget his name, I'll have to get it. He's 16 years old. He's a guitar prodigy, he's incredible. But he was playing kind of a blues rock. So all the bands I saw live were more bluesy and rock than they were straight rock, which for me is fine. but um, they did have a big um, metal showcase with Schechter. I went to the Sir uh, guitar showcase with Andrew Woods, who's an incredible guitar player. Uh, lots of young people. Um, the She Rock was packed with young women. With, they were all over the place. So I was really encouraged by that. My friend who went as well, I actually had two friends that, that went, said the same thing. 
They they uh, they one one is from locally here to Chicago. One is you is a, is born and raised in Chicago, but lives out there now. And I had conversations with both of them after NAM, and they both said the same thing. There were a lot of young people. There were a lot of, and that was exciting because they they even said that there's probably the most people they've seen at NAM in a long, in a long time in a long long Ever. time yeah <laughs> you know and, and one of the, one of the questions my, one of the questions my friends asked was who's buying all this gear you know like like you know obviously it's there's there's a need for it if it's being put out there and and they yeah. were both excited about that because one you know they're both musicians and. You know, one uh, will probably have an album dropping in, in 2020, and very exciting to see that uh, is what they told me. So, yeah, that that common oh, yeah. that common uh, conversation has has been going. So, I thank you for for mentioning that. Yeah, it was really it was encouraging. So, I always come out of there kind of my heart and my mind in a better place. You know, like okay, all right, they are practicing. They, I didn't see a ton of people in the DJ section, which I usually do. I saw a lot of people in the guitars and the drums and um, and looking at amplifiers. So, you know, people are buying equipment. That's awesome. I mean, you know, it's a whole lot better than, you know, guitar manufacturers filing for bankruptcy and, you know, Guitar Center filing for Chapter 7 or Chapter 11. That's really discouraging. So to see people out there engaged and, I'm really excited, and I, I had to fight through people to test pedals. I'm like, wow, these are just guitar pedals, you know? Well, what's the big deal? But you had to stand online to like test a, a, you know, a reverb pedal. I'm like, good lord! So that was really kind of cool, you know? That is cool. Happy. That that is exciting, and yeah. hopefully that means the future is bright. And I know a lot yeah. of artists do believe that you know rock and roll will awake once again. When yeah. you read the article about the Grammys and you and you kind of correlate that with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and what the music industry is doing, we have a we have an uphill battle. We have a tall mountain yeah. to climb, and we need all yeah. hands on deck, and we need everyone to yeah. start listening, everyone to get out of their bubble and start listening to new mm-hmm. rock. If it's if it's one band a week, if it's ten tracks a week while you're in your car, just listen. Listen mm-hmm. to it. Listen to it at least like three times. If if it's a new song that one of us recommend, listen to it three times. By the third time, you either get it or you don't. Right. So it either connects with and, you or you don't. And 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 everybody, you know what is listening to this? Can you do us a big favor and like share one or two songs a week on your social media feeds? You know, just say, "Hey, I saw this band on YouTube, and oh my god, they're really good." You know. Um, and go ahead and share it. Tag them, tag the band, go follow them. That's what really helps. And if you really like a band that's up and coming, the single thing, the single most important thing you can do for them is pre-order their CDs. If they have a CD or an album coming out, to pre-order it shows that there's an interest in the marketplace for them. And that is just one of the best things you can do. Second is, Obviously, go see them live, buy their tickets, and buy their merch. But um, the pre-order tells their distributors and the manufacturers that there's an interest in the album. Exactly. And also and so, and also subscribe to all their pages. Subscribe yeah. to their YouTube page, oh, yeah. Facebook, right. Twitter. Do all that. You really got to do it. I know it's not like it was. <laughs> 
It's not like it was where it was fed to you. You have to put some work into it. But for a genre of music that has given the fans so much, so much connection, so many memories, every song is like a time machine that brings you back. Okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Rock rock and roll needs you right now. Oh, my God. It is so important. Don't be like that idiot that was on my Twitter feed a couple weeks ago that said, it's not my job to listen to, to, to new music. It's not about it being a job. It's about supporting the music you love so it can have life after the bands that you grew up with are gone because the kids yeah. growing up need that too. They need that. That's it. And That's give, exactly you know, right. give them the gift of rock and roll by, by, by listening. That's all you got to do is listen. I know. I I heard the the comment that Billy Elish didn't know who Van Halen was, and you know, I'm sorry. You, you know, you should as a musician, you should be interested in other genres and explore the genres. I agree, but you should know the fundamentals. And if you want our kids and our nieces and nephews to know about rock and roll, you know, we're going to have to support new rock. You know, so they're just not going to have any to listen to. Try this experiment, too, for all you parents out there. When your kid tells you that they, get, they like this new rap artist, tell them you love it, too, and they're, then, and they're your favorite rap artist. Because if, you, if the parents think it's cool, they won't want to listen to it. And then, and then, and then just say, what, what's this garbage you're listening to? Who's this, who's this dirty honey? Who's this Greta Van Fleet? Oh, this is horrible. And then walk out of the room and smile. Okay, but always tell them that rock and roll is the music of the devil, and they'll listen to it. Trust me. Spoken like a true parent of a teenager. <laughs> well, it's we, true. It is totally true. If you know, I mean, my son said it on the episode he was on, raising a rock and roll kid. You know, a lot of his friends listen to rap music because they don't want to be like their parents. They don't want to listen to the music their parents listen to. So just tell oh, them, I know. pick them up from school, listening to, to a, a, I don't know who is the big rap act right now, Drake or, 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 or well, yeah, whoever. Lizzo. I couldn't tell. Yeah. yeah, just listen to that and, like, and just be, be, be rocking out to it or whatever or, or rapping out to it. And, and they'll look at you like, oh, my God, my, my dad likes this. Oh, my God, my mom likes this. And they'll start listening to rock. They'll find something else to listen to. Hopefully, it'll be rock and roll. So, Yeah, I did that in the summer. I put some little vert on when my nieces were in the car, and they looked at each other, and they looked at me, and they're like, did you put this on by accident? Just say no. It's, like, my, oh, it's no, my favorite my... artist. It's my favorite artist. I love my these favorite. Songs. And they're like, how do you know that? So hilarious. So, yeah, have fun with your kids. Yes. A little, a little white lie never hurt anybody. So, no. Well, exactly. hey, we will finish up there. Great place to finish. Christy, I appreciate you coming back on again. Always a great conversation. Thanks, always man. a good talk. I always appreciate the stuff you send me. It's always really informative. And I tell you, everyone, please, please just listen to this conversation. Do what you need to do for rock and roll. It's not about it being a yeah. job, it's about saving the music that you loved and having it become relevant again. And the more and more the industry suppresses rock music and still tells you what rock music is today, the more you got to push back. If you don't push back, it's going to get worse. So please. Amen, Jay. Do your part. All right, Christy. Thanks again. Once again, this is Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks.
the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. We will be back again soon. Got a great new music spotlight coming up this week. A lot of other good things cooking. Take care, everybody, and don't watch the Grammys. Well, it'll be airing the day after the Grammys, so I hope you didn't watch the Grammys. Take care. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.